0: Friend, the Lord gives each of us the same 24 hours in the day, but are you maximizing and making a difference with your hours? Let's chat about how you can make a difference. Stick around. I'm Ashley White, the host of Joy on the Journey podcast, a weekly podcast all about defining, finding, and maintaining joy on the journey of life. This week's guest is Brittany Hill. Brittany is a financial and business partner with global experience in strategy development for Fortune 500 companies. She's also a realtor, an investor, and a boss businesswoman. Brittany's mission is creating wealth for generations. But above all else, she is a servant leader and believer in Christ. Brittany, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thank you for having me. I can't wait, (laughs) y'all. So the podcast is all about defining, finding, and maintaining joy. Mm -hmm. So if you had to think about what joy felt
1: like to you, could you put it into words? Joy, what joy feels like. I'd say joy feels like a happiness that you have no matter what's going on around you. Life couldn't, it could look different than what I want it to be, but I'm still happy and content because of the joy that I have within me.
0: And have you always had that kind of feeling or
1: definition of joy? I learned this definition in church. Okay. That joy comes from the Lord. No one can, no one else can give it to me and no one else can take it away. And that's just something I've carried with me in life. Joy, it doesn't have to depend on my circumstances, but it's just something within me that came from the Lord. And were you raised in the church as a young girl? Absolutely. Every Sunday, Easter speeches and all. <laughs> Not Easter speeches. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Easter speeches.
0: Oh, Lord. Yeah. Did you have a little white socks and the
1: patent leather shoes? Yep. Okay. The white socks. And stockings and patent leather shoes. Oh, the double. Mm -hmm. Uh Oh, she was extra churchy. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: in those moments when joy wasn't that happiness, when it wasn't quite present, how
1: did you persevere? Pushing through when life, when joy, it doesn't feel like joy is present or life doesn't look the way I want it to. It's always just remembering that one, having hope Mm -hmm. for something better in the future also, just going back to my roots, going back to joy comes from the Lord. It doesn't matter what's going on around me, just not really focusing on where I am today, focusing on where I'm going, uh, where I want to be, and just, yeah, really just the roots and how, where, how I've, I've grown up and really learned about keeping myself happy. Mm.
0: And watching your family, what have they
1: taught you about joy? My family, I feel like my family, we always... Um, we all, I grew up in the church so my family was also in the church and it's just something that we always smile. We always pray whenever things aren't going the way we want to and just really, um, keep happiness and like a familial, just bond laughing. That's always something that's at our family, whether it's dinner, or going somewhere together, it's always just the. The, the happiness and the just upbeat, not really always trying to be optimistic, not letting your circumstances bring you down and mm-hmm. just seeing the the bright side or the silver lining of whatever it is that we're going through.
0: That's beautiful. And I asked you about your family because of your mission to create wealth through generations. Mm-hmm. And I wanna know if that is the driving force if your family was the
1: driving force behind your mission? One hundred percent. So I grew up, I had, when I was younger, I had grandparents and then I lived with my parents. And just seeing how hard they all worked to provide my sister and I a better life than what they maybe had when they were growing up was really something that I aspired to. They always told us to work hard, you know, focus on education, praying through everything. Um, And so I saw how hard they worked. But when I was in college, in business school, um, I was, you know, working hard and then I started applying for jobs. I had a, a, a classmate and I was like, you know, where are you applying? Are you doing internships? He was like, no, I think I'm going to take a couple years off after college. I was like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> I was just like, so what are you going to, are you going to work anywhere? And he was like, my dad got me some Apple stock when I was in high school, so I'm just going to live off that and take a couple years off. And so just learning about how that one decision of his father set him mm. up made me feel like well i want to be able to do that for the next generations in my family and tell other people how to do it as well so that's what really made me start looking into generational wealth and how i can build this for the future
0: oh wow what else has driven your passion for
1: advancement and for excellence i'd say um I've always wanted to be excellent from the example that my parents and grandparents Mm, gave to me. Okay. They worked extremely hard and they had high standards for my sister and I, I mean, they wanted us to strive for excellence, strive to always continue to be better than we were the day before. Um, So that's really what's been my driving force behind, you know, really excelling, having success, really going for big goals in life. So if you have never had
0: an opportunity to work with or serve with Brittany, she is a driver, okay? (laughs) She is a set the goal at the moon, and even if you don't reach the moon, at least you are hitting the stars. Mm -hmm. So have you always, even from a child, been ambitious?
1: Always. And so my sister, if you talk to her, she would probably say she didn't like this. But I had an older sister. She's three years older okay. than me. And so I always looked at her like, Oh, that's cool. What can I do to be better than her? And I'm it's not like a, a, a nasty competition. I'd say a a good, healthy competition between siblings. So she started playing volleyball. I played volleyball. She ran track. I ran track. So it was always just someone to look up to Mm -hmm. and, um, just something that I wanted to achieve in my life for myself, just ambitious, a little bit competitive. Um, that always helped me just strive for the next goal.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And so as an African American woman, did you have, or have you had mentors that have
1: helped inspire and shape your career or outlook absolutely so you mentioned in the beginning real estate and i'm going to start there Mm -hmm. before i jump into career mentors so my dad learned from his dad how to build stuff build sheds in the backyard you know just hobbies and so my dad didn't have any sons unfortunately um but then he taught me how to build stuff and do things around the house so that just sparked an interest in real estate early on okay So then as I grew up and and got a little older, started doing some research, I did meet some people who were like, Oh, you want to invest in real estate? Let me show you how to do that. Let me, uh, you can uh, shadow me as I'm doing real estate renovations or just searching for property. So I had those mentors in the real estate space. Now, when I think about work, I feel like, um, it was Definitely God ordained my my path into my career. So I've been at the same company for 13 years, which is really, I feel like unheard of. And millennials, we hop Mm -hmm. around a lot. But I started my career, I pledged Delta in undergrad. Yes, you did. I feel like I heard about Leadership Delta maybe two days before the application was due. Okay. And I was like, okay, I'll apply. I got into Leadership Delta, which landed me an internship with GE. Wow. Okay. It turned out that one of the most senior HR women at GE at the time was also a Delta. She pledged at my chapter and we worked in the same city. So I was like, I need to get to know you. So she became a mentor of mine. We um, chatted over time. I found out that the CFO of the entire company also went to UNC like I did. So having those mentors and even sponsors as I uh, went along in my career really helped me just learning what to do, what not to do, how to navigate through my career. Um, So on both the real estate side and my career side, I've had some really supportive people along the way helping me navigate the career and then also just make some tough decisions when it came to Mm -hmm. work and investing.
0: So let me ask, you did not go to school, you did not go to college for real estate, but did you always have a passion
1: for real estate? Yes. Real estate's always been my little passion project. I've always watched um, HGTV, like even like high school, always watching those types of shows um, because I just, I, I really enjoy real estate. What is it about it that drives you or it sparks something? It's being able to take something and creating what you want out of it. Taking some two by fours from Home Depot and building a house or even if it's not even a whole house, just building something with your hands that and you can make it your own. I can we can both have the same wood, build the same, yeah. build the same uh, floor plan, but we can not, make it look. Down, Brittany. <laughs> no, no. She said we can. We, we
0: know <laughs> you. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes. But you just you just take it and make it your own. And that's what I love about it. You can put all of your creativity and energy into just really making it your own. And then there's also on the wealth building side, real estate is just it's huge for wealth building. You get equity all the time. And it's just um, when you look at people in history that have really grown to be millionaires, billionaires and really have uh, created wealth for future two, three, four generations down the road, Mm -hmm. a lot of that comes from real estate.
0: Mm -hmm. Have you ever had any fear about investing in things that you didn't necessarily control as either the buyer or the
1: seller? Oh, 100%. A lot of the times I've been scared. A lot of it, I've I've made purchases scared. Um, But it goes back to trusting and having the hope and, and just having faith that This investment idea came from somewhere. I don't go into anything blindly. I always pray about it. But just going for it because I feel like a lot of the times, even me, I look at some investments that I passed on because I was scared. And I'm mad at myself about that. So Mm. sometimes you have to do it scared. I'm not taking uncalculated risk. I'm being smart about it. But I'm always fearful. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because I believe that there are people,
0: self-included, that have, looked at property that have looked at land or even you know my my grandparents my grandmother specifically has invested or um, my grandmother's past but has property land and it's like oh well now what do i do with it Mm -hmm. do i retain it do i sell it and you you just don't know Mm -hmm. and then because of fear it's like well i don't want the responsibility let me Mm -hmm. just give it to someone else Mm
1: -hmm. it's like well am i making a mistake my my First answer would be retain it. If possible, I'd say retain it. But real estate's not for everyone. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't want to be property owners, and I think that's totally okay. But if someone is interested in saying, I have this land, maybe they inherited it, or they bought something, they moved to another city, whatever it may be and they're afraid or they don't know what to do, I think the internet has a lot of good resources. Some, I mean, you have to right. comb through, make sure you're getting good information. But you don't, um, you don't have to have someone holding your hand, having a good mentor. It's, it's a good idea, but you don't have to have that to know um, if I do keep this, what needs to be my next step.
0: Mm, that's good. Thank you so much. And so, Brittany, I want to ask, as a woman of faith, it's a delicate balance between building wealth and not becoming obsessed mm-hmm. with building the wealth. Mm-hmm. How have you found
1: the balance? I think it's always keeping God first and knowing that any increase comes from God. So mm-hmm. it's not me. All, every time I get any increase, I always give back to God first because I wouldn't have had it without blessings from the lord so just really keeping that perspective that it's not my own doing it's not my own abilities that's helping me invest or um, find these properties or whatever it may be even promotions at work it's not my own ability it's all coming from god so just always giving thanks always giving Mm -hmm. back is how i keep that that balanced perspective and and not being coming obsessed with the wealth generation and all of that because Money's not going to make you happy at the end of the day. I think money enables you to do more, including giving back, but um, just remembering that it all comes from the Lord.
0: That's good. That's an important note for all of us is to stay mindful that every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, very good. I want to ask that while you, you spoke about giving back, how important is that and do you also have that as part of your portfolio in terms of do you have organizations that are dear, near and dear to your heart, such as nonprofits that you also have started or give back to?
1: Yes, absolutely. So giving back, very important to me. I always give a tithe to the church. Um, but then there are also nonprofits that I support. Shameless plug, my family, we started a family foundation in 2020 and uh, we focus on heart health and financial health so really educating people about Um, being healthy. We've had a lot of heart disease in my family. So how can we overcome that? Even if it's in your, your genes, how can you better manage it? So you don't deal with things like stroke, heart attack. Um, but then also the financial health piece, teaching people, how do I budget? How do I, um, manage credit card debt? Or if you have a lot of student loan debt, whatever it is, how can I get past that? So that's what our family foundation is about. And I support that with time and donations a lot. Um, but yes, giving back is, is very important. And what's the me. name
0: of your found family foundation? It's
1: the Hill Collective Foundation.
0: Um, in your portfolio right now is finance, real estate, and investing. Mm-hmm. Is there space for more,
1: such as health care, assistant living kind of places or anything like that? So my my ultimate goal, my my like, um, not, I wouldn't even say pie in the sky, but my dream, my aspiration, a goal that's on my vision board. How about that is to open a transitional living center mm-hmm. for women with children that maybe they just had a rough patch in life and they they're trying to get back on their feet They're They want to participate in the rehabilitation or the restoration of their their lives prior. And so that comes in the form of finding real estate where I can purchase, renovate into some living quarters, and then opening this. And I want to do it through the nonprofit that we have. so. That's definitely an aspiration of mine. And I'm always have my eyes open for either a hotel that is no longer in business or even like an old school that maybe the city wants to tear down that we can purchase and repurpose. Oh, I love that.
0: Absolutely love that. So what would you say is a good first step for someone that's interested in investing or real estate or pursuing
1: a career in finance? So I'd say it's a little different for all three of those. If, if someone wants to start investing, I'd say start. OK, don't be afraid if it's five dollars, invest your five dollars. There's tons of platforms out there. Do your research. Don't don't just give money. But there's a lot of platforms out there where you can invest with as little as one dollar. Mm. So just start. And then once you see how that one dollar grows, then maybe next month it's five dollars or whatever it may be. So with investing, it's just start. But always do your research too. make sure you are uh, making smart investments and in, in investing in reputable companies or organizations with real estate my advice to everyone and and people are always like Brittany that doesn't make any sense but my advice is everyone thinks you have to have all this money to buy a house that's not true especially if you're a first-time home buyer but if you're buying your second third home there's still programs out there for those people as well so do research find the good programs that can help you um get into a home or if you want to live there or invest there there are those programs out there Um, So just do some research and then find a mentor. I think that is something that helped me a ton in real estate. And then also in my career is finding someone that could kind of guide me along the way. So if real estate investing, like heavy hardcore real estate investing is something people want to do, I think a mentor will help Mm -hmm. Um, just so they've already made the mistakes. So you won't have to make those same mistakes again.
0: Brittany, as a, Woman in a career, you said you've been with your company for 13 years. Yes, 13 years. What have you learned about being in a career for 13, oh my God, 13 years? Yes. <laughs> wow. Time just flies. It does. it does. What would you say
1: to someone just starting their career? I would say have a plan. Really? And talk to people about your plan. Okay. And it doesn't, if, you, if your plan is that you want to work the same job for the next 12, 15, whatever it mm-hmm. is, that's the plan and that's fine. But if your plan is that you want to continue to get promoted, also make that plan known um, so that you can get those opportunities. There are a lot of people at my company that I mentor today and I'm like, well, what do you want to do? And they're like, I don't know. And then we'll talk again in a month. They're like, well, I don't know why my manager's not talking to me about a new job. You need to make that known, communicate to HR, to your manager, whatever it is. What's your plan? What do you want to do? And I think that's the thing that's helped me the most. I had mentors that told me, figure out your plan. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be in two years I want to be here. But at least long term, what are you thinking that you want to do? Pray about it and communicate that to the people who have the ability to put you in those those roles that you want. How much of your plan looks like your reality? (laughs) Uh, I'd say like 10%. (laughs) I'd say from a from a long term goal, I always knew I wanted to be a CFO. Okay. But the path to get there has been like zigzags. It, It looked nothing like I expected. I've been offered opportunities at my company that I never thought I would take. I never thought I'd be offered. I didn't even know they existed. Okay. So um, that's where the plan kind of became a winding road. But I'd say it's all leading toward the the ultimate goal of being a Fortune 100 or 500 CFO. So that's the goal. That's the goal. So
0: what risk do you believe, or what's the biggest risk you've taken
1: in pursuit of that ultimate goal in your career? The biggest risk that I've taken is probably saying yes to a role, to a position that I wasn't 100% sold on. So this actually actually mid COVID, so 2021, I was offered a position that was overseas. Okay. So at a time where we couldn't fly, they were like, your job is going to require you to fly to Italy every six weeks. And I was just like, how does that work? Right. And so I don't speak Italian. I had been to Italy just traveling, but nothing like, serious and so I took the role I talked to my mentors and I ended up taking the role they said it could be good visibility good exposure you know all that so I did take the role and it's been amazing it's it's busy traveling I have a little puppy that I have to leave Let's often see. yes but it's been I've learned a lot I haven't learned any Italian um, <laughs> but I've learned a lot and it's just given me a different perspective on how working in a global Company can really shape and and change the direction of my career.
0: Mm. It's both personally and professionally risky. Mm-hmm. Um, one, and like you said, in the midst of the pandemic, to mm-hmm. say, okay, well, every six weeks I will pack up myself and fly to Italy and stay however long mm-hmm. and immerse myself in the culture, mm-hmm. while at the same time that has to be also incredibly rewarding. Mm-hmm to immerse yourself in another culture. Could you have imagined yourself doing that as a child in North Carolina?
1: Absolutely not. Because growing up, that's not what I saw. So both of my mom worked at her company, I think, 32 years before she retired and my dad he worked at he was consistent at companies but it was always in charlotte i'm from charlotte north carolina Mm -hmm. it was always in charlotte my dad traveled a little bit for work but home base was always charlotte so now to see myself i've worked in i think like seven cities in the u.s and i've worked now in four global countries so to see that difference it i never would have imagined this as a a little girl
0: Mm. Oh, that's so profound. So profound. And this is just the beginning, just the beginning on the road to CFO.
1: Yes, ma'am.
0: So excited. So Brittany, as you seek the Lord for the next phase of your joy journey, where would you dare share
1: your hope for yourself over the next five years? So it's it's interesting. I was actually talking to a friend about this last night. I feel like part of me got caught up in busy culture. And I know we talked about during COVID how everything had to slow down. Mm -hmm. But even during COVID, I was just like, no, I have to be doing something. Let me try to do something online or let me invest in properties over here or whatever. I was just still busy. And so now I'm looking to kind of settle into what that next thing is. So how can I... Instead of investing in, let's say, single families, how can I invest in something that's a little bit bigger, like maybe a multifamily, small apartment, that would allow me to, I don't think it'll allow me to work less, but it'll uh, just allow me to settle a little bit more. So I'm looking to just slow down a little bit. I think now I'm in a, a role in my career that's also very stable, and it allows me to just like, be comfortable in that role without mm-hmm. saying, okay, now I gotta fight for the next role or fight for the next promotion. So I, the next five years I'm looking to kind of like just slow down and, and, and rest in, in what I what I'm doing. To know Brittany.
0: <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see the adjustment mm-hmm. and the challenge of the rest.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree.
0: But it's also going to be exciting. To see you take on the challenge because also knowing you is knowing that any challenge
1: you give yourself, you're going to accomplish. Yes. Yes. That's always if I if I set something out there, my competitive nature is like, okay, figure out how yes, to do it. Yes,
0: even the rest. Just, I will tackle the rest. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So Brittany, how can anyone find you if they are looking to purchase a home, if they're looking to sell a home, or they have any questions about investing both locally or even um, in the Carolinas? How can they reach out to you?
1: Reach out to me. I'm on all, well, most social media platforms <laughs> that I know about. I'd never jumped on TikTok. But Instagram, I'm at it's B heel I'm I'm a tar heel Um, LinkedIn Facebook Brittany Hill Um, and then also reach out to Ashley she knows how to get in contact with me but I'm always willing to help especially in real estate because I got tons of help uh, when I was starting so always willing to give advice or if you just need to vent about how something didn't go well I'm always available
0: absolutely And please be sure to like, subscribe, and share the podcast both on YouTube and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're everywhere. Please like, share, and subscribe if you leave a comment that makes us more searchable. And until we gather again every Thursday, may God increase your joy, give you strength for the journey, and give you the courage to tell your story. Bye, friends.